Welcome in, uh, welcome in to the uh, podcast version of the uh, starting the lineup. Travis Sparks and Eric Fry here with you as always, per usual. Got lots to talk about here since we left you last on the uh, Terrestrial Show. We, of course, got to uh, cover everything uh, that happened in Major League Baseball since we last uh, talked to you, and including the uh, Cubs and Cardinals recent adventures. Yeah. <laughs> Both of us having uh, quite the last several days. Uh-huh. Uh, good 4th of July. <laughs> and uh, we'll take a look at uh, uh, some NBA uh, free agency updates. Yes. And uh, we'll also hit up on NASCAR, of course, leading up to it. We talked all about the uh, street race. So street race has come and gone. So, you know, we'll have to hit up on that. And we won't talk to you again until... Uh, next week, so we'll get you this week's NASCAR Pick'em upcoming. We'll talk all things 4th of July, Joey Chestnut, eating those hot dogs yesterday. Not as much as expected, but hey, at least uh, the show got started. That's right. It was uh, in the perils of being canceled, Mm -hmm. Uh, but nope, uh, not to be uh, there. And I know I'm missing something, and as I was speaking about hot dogs, I was just rolling through it in my head. We uh, also have a, a special part of the podcast uh, coming up here in uh, part two of the pod. We got a, a little special uh, holiday yeah. edition uh, for you. Not hot dogs. Not hot dogs, but uh, spoiler, we are eating something. That's all mm. I'll say for now. Mm. So uh, stay tuned for the back half of this uh, there. So... Uh, yeah, we got a lot to, uh, a lot to speak on yes. since we, uh, last, uh, spoke to you. So, uh, this is kind of how we're uh, doing things here. We're going uh, forward. So, uh, of course, uh, the, uh, starting lineup, well, it wouldn't be possible, uh, without, uh, the, uh, folks, if my computer ever cooperates, uh, with me, I knew this was too good to be true. Yeah. Computers, you know. Uh, there we go. Them. It's McMahon meets Tingley Insurance Agency Worth Computer Repair and Teutopolis State Bank. And so uh, they're the ones that allow us to be here, here on the uh, pod. So, uh, well, let's just go ahead and uh, let's just uh, get right into it. And uh, let's uh, get right into it here with uh, Major League Baseball over the last uh, couple of days, uh, really. Uh, hey, the Cardinals, they took two out of three against the Yankees. Yeah. You know, had to move things around with the weather yeah, on a a Saturday. Double header there. Rained out on a Friday, and uh, Cardinals came back, and they won that. And then they lost the second game of the double header, and they ended up winning on Sunday, thanks to uh, Jordan Montgomery out-dueling his buddy, Garrett Cole. And then... 
Ah, uh, well. It's new week, same Cardinals. Yeah. Monday game, lost 5-4. to four. And then yesterday. Yeah. On the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. It was a 15-2 to two L for the Cardinals. And we play the music. Yeah. I mean, Adam Wainwright. We told you his career is over. Move him to the bullpen, Travis. Oh, my goodness. Move him to the bullpen. He still has a chance to get those two wins that he needs. I know. he. That's what. That's probably one of the main reasons why he came back, because they get those you, 200 wins. You need, you need to move him to the bullpen. Oh, my gosh. Here's how bad it is. Are you ready for this, Travis? Yeah. Adam Wainwright has a higher ERA than Jordan Lyles, who is 1-11. and 11 Yeah, that's right. For the Royals. Wainwright uh, has a higher ERA than him. Yeah, his uh, last three starts for uh, Wayno have not been outstanding. Well documented, of course. Uh, the London series game with the Cubbies and had him shut down Twitter, which he has not rejoined, No, by the way. And after the game, he's put on the IL. Yeah, he's put on the IL. Yeah. Said he was injured. Yep. Uh, right shoulder strain is what they're saying. 15-day mm-hmm. uh, right. injured list. Yeah, it should have said broken ego. Spirit. Broken spirit, indeed. <laughs> his confidence is shaken. His spirit is broken Yeah. at this point. Cardinals are walking a fine line here. I said it on the show that I didn't think that he should have started this game. Yep. And he goes three and a third, gives him up seven runs, and 0-3 in his last three starts and just get beat up and – He's leaving pitches over the middle of the plate. We knew that, you know, his velocity isn't what it once was. And we've known that for a few years now. But it's finally starting to catch up with him and leaving too many hittable pitches over the middle. And these big league hitters are taking advantage of every single one of them. Uh, the Cardinals are walking a fine line here of, you know, Ollie, hey, we don't, we didn't lose confidence in you. We're going to throw you back out there. We're unwavering in that. Uh, after the game last Thursday uh, against Houston, it was unwavering. Wayne's going to make the start mm-hmm. no matter what. And they wanted to have 100% backing him. But now you throw him out there, and he does what he does the other day against Miami, and his spirit is crushed. And it is. You're walking a fine line between that guy and then telling this guy the harsh truth that – he may not have it anymore as a starting pitcher. Just want to know, Travis, you're paying him $2.2 million per ERA. Oh, yeah. With a 7.86 ERA and his $17.5 million contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That looks like a brilliant deal by the front office, right? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, and, and again, I've said it before. I said it going into this season. I said it after last season. I'm going to keep saying it. Nostalgia can't win you championships. This nostalgia guy can't even win you two no, the no. three games they needed to win. This this guy, 200. if it wasn't for the fact he's in St. Louis, Travis, he would not be starting anywhere else. He would not be a starting pitcher right now on any other big league team. Maybe the Royals, maybe the A's. That's yeah, about man. it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he would not be a starter anywhere else. And the fact that he is not only a starter, Travis, would you say he's what, your three? Your four? Yeah, I'd say the three at least. Obviously, entering the season, you weren't expecting this. 
Yeah, we weren't expecting. No to be one this bad, was expecting no. this. Yeah, no. But I have a doomsday scenario for you, Travis. <laughs> What's that? So he's on the 15-day IL. Yep, he is. Let's say that shoulder goes and gets it looked at. It's not better. Let's put him on the 60. Put him on the 60. We'll slowly ease him back. Maybe he gets some starts in September. Maybe. Right. Does he come back? Two wins shy of 300. If he doesn't get 300, does he come back? Oh, no. This guy's no, he's done. We Even s- if he falls short of 200. Travis, we said that last year. <laughs> yeah, but that we was. We said that last year. That last was year, last year. Was storybook. It was. Last year, perfect end of the book. Write it off. Call it good. Maybe that's one of the reasons why he come back, not only to just to get win number 200, but everyone wrote him off again and said that he should have retired. And he's like, oh, well, I didn't say that I was going to retire with the Audi. Everyone just kind of understood or just assumed that I would. So I'm going to prove to you all that I can come back and still and still go one more year. Now, I'm not saying that the shoulder is not affecting him. I, I, I do think there's something wrong with him. Now, as you said, his spirit is obviously killed. Yeah, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if there is an injury, wear and tear of some sort because he's going to be forty three in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, or forty two, excuse me, in just a couple of weeks. Your body doesn't heal like it used to. No. Things get wear and tear a lot easier the older you get. Years of pitching on it, right? At the major league, you he's know, had one major injury. Yeah, they kept him out of full season in two thousand eleven, but. Is the loss of Molina hurting anyone as badly as Adam Wainwright? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw the same thing with John Lester when David Ross left, you know, the Cubs, when he left the Red Sox. He wasn't the same pitcher because he didn't have his, his, his security blanket. His guy wasn't back there. Yeah. And especially the relationship that these two had for as long as they had it. Mm-hmm. That has to be a little piece of this as well, I think. Yeah. It's definitely no small part, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, but, I mean, Yachty, whether he was here or not, doesn't help him leaving pitches over the middle of the plate. And no. Crushed, no, 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 so. no, 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 no. It's, it's, I'm not, let me rephrase that. I'm not blaming Wilson Contreras or Andrew Kisner or whoever is behind the plate. It's not their fault, like you said, that he's leaving pitches over the heart of the plate. But... The confidence of knowing, for example, if a guy got on base, Travis, you knew they weren't running. Yeah. They weren't running on Molina. No one runs on Yadier Molina. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely the the comfort factor. And, you know, this is like this is someone that you grew up with in in your childhood neighborhood and you've played with them every day. And then all of a sudden they move away. Yep. Then you're left with you don't know what to do. Now. So that that's definitely could be a small factor. Don't forget that this is his second injury this year. Right, yeah. You know, he was out for 38 days with that groin injury earlier from the end of March through the beginning of May. Those 38 games, he still earned $3.5 million. Thank you very much. <laughs> Put that in the bank. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's... Like I said, there's one major injury with the elbow injury that he suffered, and as well as the Achilles back when he was really young, back in 2015. Um, mm. But he hasn't missed a whole lot of time. 
But man, it this has he started his career in the bullpen. Let's end it in the bullpen. Yeah. Right, but it's just the whole argument with Matt's with everybody moving him to the bullpen. You can't pay someone that much and have him just come out of the bullpen and pitch every now and then. But this is what the options are because, mm-hmm. hey, we're not going to just get rid of him completely. Right. So the only, the only way there. you get out of this if you're St. Louis is if the shoulder is more than 10 days. Like I said, you put him on the 60-day. Yeah. And, and he decides he wants to quit. Yeah, and even before the, this is the whole entire Cardinal season, the wishy-washy back and forth. All he s- insisted that he wasn't hurt. He's not hurt. Yep. And then all of a sudden, after last night's start, he's hurt. We're gonna put him on the IL. Well, what's the difference between putting him IL after he gets rocked by the Marlins and when he gets rocked by the Astros? You would have had a little bit more time to recover because you would have had basically stolen a little bit from the All Star break. Here's here's what I'm thinking, Travis. You can't. You cannot say. I I I wonder if this was more of an Adam Wainwright call than a Marmol call. Maybe. I wonder if after yesterday's game, Wainwright's like, say it's my shoulder, say whatever you want. I'm going back to St. Louis. I need to get myself right, whatever that means. Yeah. And I need to reevaluate where I'm at. That should have been after the Houston game. But again, he maybe Adam Wainwright, because he's a competitor, because he still has, you can tell he still has the spirit to fight. He hasn't quit that. Right. He still wants to go out there and pitch. So you check it up after the Houston game, bad game. Good team, bad game. Everyone has them every once in a while. Then what about the previous game with the Cubs? I agree. <laughs> but you can't talk a warrior out of not going. Yeah, and that's what I mean by you got to take it out of his hands. Like, But I... Marmol, I don't think, has the authority to do that in his mind. The leader of your team is Adam Wainwright. He's the clubhouse leader. We've talked about the chemistry of that clubhouse. You take him out of there, Travis. Who's your clubhouse leader now? Who's the guy everyone's kind of looking towards? Goldschmidt, Arenado, probably Arenado, probably. Arenado more than anyone. Goldschmidt doesn't seem like that vocal leader. He's not. Arenado's really not either. No. You you don't have somebody. Miles Michaelis, maybe? Yeah, maybe. But you just you, you don't have anybody. And I think that's the frustrating thing if you're the Cardinals is the fans see it and the organization just keeps trotting him out there every fifth day trying to recapture a moment to get two wins. Right. I'll say trying right to here. Get this guy's confidence back. I'll say right here on this show, Travis, if he gets to 200. He'll retire that day. <laughs> Very well. Maybe. I think that's the only thing keeping him going because you're not making the playoffs this year. Yeah. You know yeah. your season's ending in September. When when the season is the regular season's over, you know it's done. Yeah. The only thing that has to keep him going is the fact he wants to get 200 wins. He wants to be the third Cardinal pitcher in history to get 200 wins. Yeah. And to get them all with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And it could still happen if you moved him out to the bullpen. It could. 
And who knows, Travis? They're saying it's the shoulder. That's very vague. Well, right, yeah. I don't think anyone really believes that it's a shoulder it's not. issue. He is going back <laughs> to St. Louis to reevaluate his future himself and and what he's doing. If this team was contending, Travis, he would still be with the team in Miami right now. Probably, yeah. But it's the fact that the season has gone so bad for the entire Cardinals organization that has this guy questioning on top of his own play. Mm-hmm. Am I hurting this team? Right. Am I part of the reason why we're where we're at? Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, Adam Wainwright, you haven't helped. Yeah, but, but it's I, not all, it's on, not all him. on him. Because mm-hmm. the offense is non-existent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yesterday after uh, those uh, early uh, runs uh, by Miami. Yep. Seems to be, his box score seems to be really off. By the way, before we move on, Travis, Adam Wainwright on the 10-day IL, as we said, Kisner, 10-day IL. After oh, uh, Kisner had to leave the game yes, yesterday and uh, had to go to the ER. Yep, right groin area injury after being struck by a foul ball in the bottom of the fourth. All right. Um, and then uh, Nail uh, was also optioned. Uh, to Memphis after making two appearances in the last four days, and he did not look good yesterday. Yeah, he runs. Yeah. So to make up for that, the Cardinals have called up uh, Ivan Herrera, the catching prospect, 23. He was on the taxi squad in London in late June um, and did not play in that game. He made his major league debut in 2022 and appeared in 11 games. Uh, he's batting 308 with eight homers and 44 RBIs and 50 games down in Memphis. Cardinals minor league player of the month in May. Uh, they also called up Dakota Hudson. Um, it was added to the Cardinals roster for last Saturday's doubleheader against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Pitched two and two-thirds scoreless things in relief. Um, and then they also brought up Zach Thompson, uh, Cardinals' first-round draft pick in 2019 out of the University of Kentucky. Was on the opening day roster, made 11 relief appearances with a 1-2 and two record and a 4.63 ERA before being optioned to Memphis. Uh, since then, he has started nine games, had 10 appearances with a 1-4 and four record and a 9.09 ERA, striking out 38 batters in 32 and two-thirds innings. That's what you want. You send someone down, Travis, and they get a worse ERA than when they were in the majors. <laughs> Yep. <sighs> yep. So, uh, not not good after the uh, Marlins take the first two games, and also it's got to be a little gratifying, satisfying for the guy in the other dugout. Oh yeah. In the uh, manager Skip Schumacher to kind of put it on the Cardinals the way that the Marlins did yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. So uh, they'll try to uh, get back at it. 4.45 both today, start time, pregame for that over on 98.9. So uh, I have to see if the Cardinals can uh, bounce back today and uh, take a game in this series, even though ESPN says that they're undecided. I think it looks like uh, Libertor would go today. Uh Going back to Adam Wainwright, Travis, uh, career worst 11% strikeout rate, career low 86.3 mile per hour average fastball velocity, um, career high 1.74 home runs per nine inning mark, and uh, 
Wainwright said to reporters that he believes he'll pitch again this season and that he has more left in the tank. However, after declaring that he plans to return this season, Wainwright also acknowledged that he simply isn't healthy enough to pitch up to his expectations right now. He said, quote, I've come back from much worse, much worse, but it is impacting my stuff. There's no denying it. I can't hide it. I can talk myself into anything. I've done that a lot. I've made a career out of it. Right now, it's not fair for me to put the team in that spot. So again, this feels more like him saying, I can't do this right now. This is not Marmol. This is not front office. This is Adam Wainwright making that decision. And that's why, like you said, why didn't he do it after the Houston game? Adam Wainwright didn't want it to be after the Houston game. He wanted to go another one. And then finally, after three horrible starts in a row, finally he's like, I can't do this. It's time. I am not putting my best stuff out there right now. Mm-hmm. But after reading that quote, Travis, does that sound like someone who wants to come back? Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound no. like someone who is convinced that they can get it back. Right. You know what I mean? Saying, yeah, I can't I mean, hide it's... it. I can talk myself into anything. I've done that a lot. I've made a career out of it. And right now it's not fair for me to put the team in that spot. Yeah, that's why I say his confidence is broken. He he is a shell of what he was. And obviously three can we can we say, Travis, three of maybe the worst starts we've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Especially in a Cardinal uniform. We'll say three of the worst Cardinal starts we've seen in a while. It certainly feels that way. This has to be him saying I don't know what the future is. He's going to say he wants to come back. He has to. Yep. But at the same time, Travis, I'm not very convinced by his words. Yeah, it's definitely a a guy that needs to uh, take a step back, spend some time away from baseball, uh, maybe a little bit, and go uh, spend some time go with the kids. Or something. Yeah, Does he the hunt? Fam. I don't know. I, I believe so, yeah. I believe he's a country boy. So I think he'll he'll do uh, just that. Um, you know, and I was just thinking of uh, Wainwright's career. I, we've wrote him off once in yep. the years of 2016. He had a 4.62 ERA. He was only 13-9. and nine. Following year in 2017, he had a 5.11 ERA, and I think at that point it got to be like, all right, can this guy do it? He was 35 at that point in 2017, and uh, then we kind of wrote him off. 2018 wasn't great, uh, but then just two years ago in 2021, he had a 3.05 ERA, was 17 and seven, and um, so uh, he came back after we wrote him off those three years and Mm -hmm. he ended up being good and I know the last year last year didn't end quite the way he wanted to even though he had a 3.71 ERA that he was decent at the beginning of the year but it took a turn in the second half and then obviously this year has been what it was so uh, we've wrote him off once we're writing him off again it seems like and maybe this time it just feels different than it did and from those 2016 to 2018 uh, years so hey we uh, truck on mm-hmm. and uh, Cubbies yesterday uh, they won a, a wild one in extra innings in 11 innings a 7 to a 6 yeah. Ian Happ yes throwing out a couple of runners at the plate yeah that was a great catch and a throw out yeah. at the plate to end the game nothing better yeah put an exclamation point yep. on a, a frustrating day yeah for uh, David Ross. Yeah. 
ripping the umpires. I mean, David Ross is David Ross. I mean. <laughs> Not too happy. Whose seat is hotter, Travis, Ross or Marmol? Mm. There's an easy answer to that question. And it's not David Ross, although it should be. Yeah, I'd say. Management's going to stick with David Ross until he, kind of like Adam Wainwright, until he decides he doesn't want to do it, he's going to be the manager of the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Because they're not competing anytime soon. Since we last talked, they have tumbled in the standings. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't had a good stretch of games. Uh, I, I think it's official the Chicago Cubs will be sellers at the deadline. Yeah, now they're stuck. Yeah, yeah, thirty-nine and forty-five yeah, here. That's too far. And we we also heard a quote from over the weekend um, about uh, Marcus Stroman. You know, the Cubs. I would say the Cubs' best player right now, the way he's been pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, he was quoted uh, saying there was nothing new uh, to report about him having an extension. You know, and, and those talks. But he did say, "quote I have a great relationship with Jed and Carter. It's been awesome here. I just don't think they're in a position right now for me to extend my time here. Which I don't even care. I feel good here. I would love for them to be in play in the off season. I would love to have an opportunity to sign back here in free agency after the year is done. So he's doing what he you know has to do. But um, here's here's my thing, Travis. And this is going to sound weird. If I'm Marcus Stroman and the Cubs offer me a QO in the offseason, I'm signing it. Yeah. And here's why. He's had a career year this year. But how many pitchers have we seen get one good year on a contract year and then the next year fall off the plate? Yeah, it happens uh, a lot. Thing two, Travis. Shohei, Arias. Nola, Giolito, Jordan Montgomery, and Sonny Gray are all figured to hit the open market this year. That's a lot of top-tier pitchers. Yeah, Marcus Stroman is not one of those names. He's having a great year. I would say he certainly... He certainly is this year. But you look at his career, he's not one of those top-name pitchers. Yeah. I would probably slot him right behind Sonny Gray. Maybe ahead of Sonny Gray based off recency. But I just think it's it's better if I'm Marcus Stroman to hold on for a QO for one year and then get in the open market when the pitching is not as deep as it's going to be this offseason. Because this offseason, teams will not pay the top dollar because they can move on to someone else. Yeah. Now I say that, and we just saw three, four shortstops get paid an extreme amount of money. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is, is that what are the Cubs doing? That's, and it feels like we say this every year. It is. What are what are they doing? Are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? Are we looking to the future? Are we looking to this year? I feel they should be sellers, but supposedly, from what we've heard uh, and what has come out of Chicago. Uh, their hesitance in inking Stroman in a long-term deal is the uncertainty of their future. The uh, uh, Rosenthal and Mooney indicate that the club's baseball operations budget in 2024 will be impacted by their finish to 2023, and President of Baseball Operations Jed Hoyer has expressed a willingness to hold out on making a decision between buying and selling until the very last minute. Ooh, last minute. That is not what you want to hear if you're a fan. Yeah, probably we're waiting not. to the last minute to decide what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, no. 
That is not what you want to hear. No. <laughs> so, I uh, this Cubs team, Travis. They, you you spent in the off season. You signed Dansby Swanson, but yet now you're telling me you're not going to compete. Mm-hmm. And we're going to push on this year and gear up. Now, again, if you're telling me that I have to have either Marcus Stroman or Shohei Otani, the answer to that is pretty simple. Well, yeah, but. Is Shohei willing to come to the Midwest to play on a subpar team? Right. And there's questions now about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, we'll, we'll get into Which we'll the, get to in just a little bit. Yeah, we'll get into the Los Angeles uh, situation. I heard him talk on the first take about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the uh, Cubs, they'll continue on uh, with the Milwaukee today and uh, tomorrow. And uh, speaking of uh, Stroman, he's scheduled to go on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's Freddie Peralta. And uh, Justin Steele going on Wednesday uh, there. And then uh, the uh, Cubbies right before the All-Star break, they are going to be traveling to uh, New York in Yankee Stadium. Yep. And uh, scheduled on Friday, I know your guy, James Tyon. Oh, boy. But Carlos Rodon is scheduled to make his New York debut. Oh, boy. Eh, well, we'll see. we'll see what you get with him. Hasn't pitched yet, so yeah. But knowing who he's going against, that's <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, Cardinals also wanted to uh, mention that they finish up two more with Miami, and then right before uh, the All Star break hits, it's in, back in Chicago take on the White Sox. So that's what's uh, coming up for the Cards. Mm. Let's take a look at the rest of uh, Major League Baseball from the uh, other nights. The Reds, they won over the Nationals on uh, July 4th. De La Cruz, four hits for him, and since he gets the win. So do the Yankees. They won over the Orioles, 8-4. Rangers, 6-2 over the Red Sox. And it was the uh, Twins over the Royals, 9-3. Astros 4-1 to over the Rockies. Astros kept it within closing distance after that series win against uh, Texas over the weekend. Uh, the Mets, they won 8-5 to over the uh, Diamondbacks. Rough start for Max Scherzer. He allowed three solo shots, uh, but that's all right. Turn around and homer themselves mm-hmm. and end up getting the win uh, there. Phillies, 3-1 to one over the Rays, and a 10-straight road win for uh, Philadelphia. Mariners get the shutout over the Giants, 6-0. to zero. A's win, 1-0. to nothing. Tigers have six hits, but can't scratch across a run. That was an extras, too. Uh, Guardians won over the uh, Braves in walk-off fashion in extras, 6-5. to five. Blue Jays over the White Sox, so four to three, and the Pirates got the win over the Dodgers, nine to uh, seven, and the Padres got the win over the Angels, eight to uh, five. And Shohei Otani was on the mound here, and Juan Soto was talking some trash over the uh, weekend about him not being ready for the Padres lineup. Well, he did give up a couple homers, and he ended up taking the loss. But maybe most importantly. He did exit the game early, yep. and it looks like he's got a blister. Well, that's not nearly as bad. So, Not the only uh, bad news there for the Angels. Mm, yeah, the, an- the Angels, the injuries are really starting to uh, pile up. 
uh, for them. Mike Trout's now going on the uh, 10-day IL list with a broken left wrist. Mm -hmm. So when you say broken, kind of maybe it looks like it's more than a 10-day IL stint, but that's just me. Um, So... And then also Anthony Rendona was removed from the game uh, last night as well for a thinning after fouling a ball off his left leg. Or off his leg, I didn't mm-hmm. say left, yeah. It was his left shin. Uh, contusion is what the x-rays, and the x-rays were negative there. So Otani out with a blister on his middle finger of his pitching hand after he gave up home runs to Bogarts and Cronenworth. Mike Trout now out with a broken wrist. And a Rendon, who knows how long he'll be out uh, there. So the Angels quickly falling apart at the seams. Yeah. And that has first take talking this morning with Stephen A. Smith and Mad Dog. Should the Angels trade a Shohei Otani? I mean, I'm not going to say they should. Um Okay, maybe they should be listening to calls, but they shouldn't be trading him right now. It depends on as what we say right now. It depends on what you're getting, Travis. That's why I say take the calls. Yep, you take the calls. You'll listen to them. But do you? I mean, reality in baseball terms, you do have to leapfrog the Blue Jays. The Angels aren't going to yep. win the division with the way Houston and Texas has played this year. The only thing you can hope is that the Texas Rangers come back. Which I don't think is going Maybe. to happen. They're playing yeah, too, I don't, I don't too think good. So. Um, you have to leap the Blue Jays, and you have to get catch up to the Yankees. You're, uh, you're only four games back. You're only four card. games back. That's not crazy. That's not. No, it's not. not impossible to come back from. Let, let me let me look here. They finish out uh, the first half of the year at. L.A. for two, taking on the Dodgers Friday and Saturday. They don't have a game on Sunday, which is kind of weird. Ooh, nice. And Two then set. the second half of the season. I mean, where are we looking at? You got three at Houston to kick things off. Then the Yankees, the Pirates, who aren't playing like they were at the beginning of the year. Uh, Detroit, Toronto, which is a big game. Travis, Toronto, July 28th, 29th, and 30th in Toronto. That is the series to look at if you are the Angels. Yeah. Because if you get swept or lose two out of three to the Blue Jays, you better start answering some phone calls. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to come. Yeah. Because the trade deadline, I think, is the first or the second? August 1st. Yeah. So, you see where you're at at that point. But if you lose two out of three to Toronto, I, I'd say you're calling. Yeah, I definitely think the Blue Jays series are for sure is going to be big, but I know with the, even the injuries that they have right now, who knows about the health post-All-Star yep. break, but those are two big series coming out of the break with mm-hmm. Houston and the Yankees. I think that's going to tell uh, you yep. a lot, and it's going to be, I don't say too late to make a deal done if you start losing two out of three with Toronto, but I Tra- think it's going to tell you where the Angels are at how they finish out that with the Astros and the Yankees. Travis, we're talking a generational talent. There is no too late until the bell goes so. up on the first. Yeah, I guess so. It, it is It is not too late. 
I mean, the argument it was that he's most likely going to be walking at the end of the season as a free agent anyways. And, and, so you trade him and you get something out of it. And, and we've always heard that argument. It's better to try and trade and get something out of a guy who you know is leaving. But it seems like in more recent years, teams are okay with offering that qualifying offer and then getting compensation draft pick. Yeah. And that's all they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the Cubs do it with Wilson Contreras. We've seen a lot of teams do that recently. If they know a star is leaving, oh, we'll just give them a qualifying offer and we'll, you know, we'll get that compensation draft pick a little bit later on and we'll turn that into something. Mm-hmm. It's not the way I would go, but I, I would try mm-hmm. and get what I, I could get. I would get the farm. Well, yeah, I'd have someone absolutely. give me everything they got. Yeah. Start a bidding war. Yeah, 100%. So... I'd say the same I'll thing with Marcus Stroman going back to the Cubs. Get a contender to give you everything you can get. Right. Obviously, you're not going to get as much. No, but... no, 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 no. <laughs> but, but would you say, Travis, he's probably one of the top three to five starting pitchers on the trading block heading into the trade deadline? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So why not? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and definitely some contenders. I mean, he's an all-star. Yeah, and there's people clamoring for him to be starter. Yeah, of the all-star, all-star game. He hasn't looked as good in his last couple starts. I don't think he will. Right. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens, and they're already making some changes to the all-star uh, roster. That's all that Kershaw. He's not going to be uh, participating in it because I think he went on the IL. Uh, I know he's injured uh, right now. He skipped his last start. And uh, also, obviously, they're going to have to replace Trout uh, there as well, being on the I.L. Yeah, give me just a second, Travis. I'll tell you who is uh, replacing uh, everyone who's not going to be there. Yeah, so uh, All-Star break coming up here uh, shortly in uh, next week will be the All-Star Game. And since we won't be talking to you, I do want to let you know that at 7 o'clock on Monday, we will have the Home Run Derby, and then we'll also have the All-Star Game uh, on Tuesday. So, on 99 The Game. Mm, nice. So you can tune in for for all of that. Um, Julio Rodriguez is going to replace Jordan Alvarez. Mm-hmm. George Kirby from the Mariners is going to take over for Shane McClanahan. Mm-hmm. Wander Franco will fill in for Aaron Judge, and Kyle Tucker will come in place of Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. On the National League side, David Bednar, the Pirates closer, uh, selected to replace Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. Also in the home run derby, you got Mookie Betts. Not exactly a home run. No, not really. Yeah, you think of, but you still hit him out. Uh, Vlagaro Jr., of course, he committed pretty early on, and Julio Rodriguez uh, as well from Seattle uh, committed pretty early on Mm -hmm. as well. So, home run derby Monday. Yep. Be listening in for it. For sure, one of my favorite events. Uh, All right, so NBA. That closes the uh, book, I think, for the week. Um, The way the season's been gone – I I don't say I'm almost done with baseball, but You're done with baseball. It's not been very enjoyable this year. Yes. Yes. 
And when your team's not good, it's hard to be into it everywhere. Well, before we move on, Travis, real quickly, Major League Baseball is introducing a virtual ballpark, Travis. Pro Sports League aims to give fans a virtual experience without needing to spend on tickets and travel. The virtual ballpark will open on Saturday and will launch with an online watch party that will include social media star Jojo Siwa, actor Skylar Austin, and Adam Devine, and more. Participants will also be able to play mini-games during the live stream that are linked to real-time events at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. So, there you go, Travis. For your all-star festivities, you can be part of the virtual ballpark. Oh, boy. Where do I sign up? Don't you want to watch a game with JoJo Siwa and Adam Devine? No. Okay. No, not really. All righty. Not in the least. I'll pass. <laughs> All right, so let's move on uh, from MLB. And a lot of things have been happening. A lot of things have been happening in the NBA yeah. world. Yes. With uh, free agents yes. coming fast and furious with people right. signing yeah. Left and right. And out of our free agent game, Travis, I want to let you know that we each have five correct at this point. Mm, nice. I, I thought I was off to a good start. but Yep. Well, we only have two players left. I mean, minus James Harden, Dame Lillard, Zion. We talked about trades. But as far as signing, there are two players on our list that have been. Those are Blake Griffin mm-hmm. and Io. Mm. Those are the two we're waiting for. Two we're waiting on. So you want to go through kind of who's signed where? Right, yeah, we can go through it. All right, so Kyrie Irving went back to Dallas. Travis, you predicted that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draymond Green went back to the Warriors. I predicted that one. Fred yeah. Van Fleet went to the Rockets, which, Travis, you expertly picked. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton stayed with the Bucks. Uh, Brooke Lopez, he also stayed with the Bucks. Austin Reeves stayed with the Lakers. Uh, Hachimura, however, left the uh, did not leave the Lakers. We both thought he was leaving the Lakers. He stays with the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma stays with the Wizards, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, it Didn't was. Understand that. Russell Westbrook stays with the Clippers. D'Angelo Russell stays with the Lakers. Travis's favorite, Dylan Brooks, moves to the Rockets. So he's going to go be in basketball purgatory. Right. Um, Bruce Brown Jr. went to the Pacers, which I don't think a lot of people had that one picked. No. Uh, Max Strauss went to Cleveland, like Travis expertly predicted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Gabe Vincent went to the Lakers, which, again, did not see that one coming. We had him going to the Pacers or the Spurs. Um, yeah, no, but that was a great signing for them. Yeah, I mean, if uh, maybe not because he does he vanishes in the postseason. But uh, Dante Divincenzo went to the Knicks, which I predicted. Pat Beverly went to the Seventy Sixers. Derrick Rose went to uh, Memphis. No, went to Memphis. No reunion in no. Chicago. Bulls had to spend their money in other places. Stupidly, Memphis. Kevin Love he stayed with the Heat. Mm-hmm. And Colby White stayed with the Bulls. He did. The Bulls also signed Tory Craig to a two-year contract that included a player option as well. Craig. He's a six-year NBA veteran, hard-nosed defensive player. He's often tasked with dealing opposing team's best player yeah. with the Suns last year. Mm-hmm. The Bulls also applied for disability player exemption to Lonzo Ball's knee injury. Um, see that, yeah. So we'll see if they get that. Um, that would give them a little bit of leeway as far as you know, money-wise. 
Gives them extra cap flexibility. It doesn't open up an extra spot on the 50-man roster, however. Club must have a roster spot available to use the designated player exemption to add a player. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, disappointed Derrick Rose. Instead, so they signed um, Javon Carter, who was with the Bucks. He signed a three-year deal. And I'd much rather they would have signed Derrick Rose as opposed to re-signing Colby White. Yep. Three-year, $33 million contract, Travis, for Colby White. Yep. That is ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Number seven overall pick in 2019. Appeared in 74 games last season, averaged nine and eight. Nine and two. And two. Hmm. Great. Several of those counting stats from 22-23 represent career lows for White. However, he's only 23. Hmm. And as we said, no word on Io. Nope. Silence on that. Yeah. Uh, but we know he has the offer from the uh, being a restricted free agent. But and when we were talking about those three players potentially uh, being uh, traded, uh, Harden, Lillard, and. Mm-hmm. Zion, well, on a Saturday, Dame Lillard requested a trade. Yes, he did. On the Portland Trailblazers. So, looks like that may happen. It's just a matter of time or who? where the destination is. Yep. And who else is involved? Who goes back yeah. the other way? All right. Exactly. So, Dame. Always on that grind. And All the James Harden grind. thing, Travis. The 76ers want to keep him. Daryl yeah. Morley. Um said that if there's a way, as the summer goes on, to try and convince him that they can still make this work together, that he has a chance to compete for a championship with the Sixers. Uh, That's from Woj. At the same time, the team's trade conversations are ongoing, a process that could last throughout the summer. Hmm. And also, uh, the Magic waved Bulbul. I did see that. So, no more Bulbul. Nope. No more. In, In Orlando. Nope. No more. End of an era. Yep. So, I don't know. Dame, from what I heard, Travis, it's 76ers. It's um, the Heat. I've definitely heard the Heat. Yeah. Sure. That seems to be the the logical. That That's what everyone's going to happen, but. Yep. I think it's going to be Miami. Yep. So... All right, we'll wait on uh, the final two. See how long it takes for the final two to uh, sign in our free agent game. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, they're uh, not we'll, like Jackson Profar. Yeah, we'll uh, wait to see where those three go as well. Harden, mm-hmm. Damon's, I am mm-hmm. as well. All right, so uh, next order of business here is well. Let's go with uh, some NASCAR. Okay. Chicago street course over the weekend. The street race. Yeah. What did you think? It wasn't. It was enter, It was entertaining, Travis. And I don't know if it was entertaining because of the finish. Um, I, I caught the final couple laps of Sunday's race. Um, SVG. Uh, 
um, in his first time in a cup car. Now, these cup cars are very similar to the Australian sports cars he's raced before. Yeah, that's what they were um, And he's won on a lot of street courses as well in Australia. So this is nothing new for him. He was one of the very few guys that had street course experience uh, and thrived in it. But he did also make his way up through the pack when no one else really did. I thought him and Justin Haley had a great fight for the lead there at the end. Did, yeah. But um, there were a couple of down things about the weekend. First of all, there was a death that happened at the track. Um, someone who was an, a NASCAR uh, kind of employee who helped set up like the PA systems got electrocuted Friday night and died. Oh, so man. That, it didn't start out the weekend well. No. You had all the rain from everywhere. The weather was not cooperating. Was hampered and mm-hmm. pulled down the vibes from the weekend. Yeah. It, Saturday, at the start of Saturday, the start of that Xfinity race, the crowd was so there and they were so ready. Mm. And then the rain came and yeah. it just washed away everything. Yeah. And, you know, listening to a couple podcasts, they were talking about how Saturday night, they, the security basically made everyone leave completely clear out they left were told to leave their things like if you had a suite you were told leave your things you got to get out of here and the reason why is because that park that they were in does not have adequate shelter for lightning so they had to get everyone out of the entire park because there was no room for anyone to stay safe and that because of that now nascar usually if there is a lightning strike it's a 30 minute delay as i found out the park as a 60-minute delay. Ooh. They will not let you redo anything for 60 minutes if they see a lightning strike. That's why the Xfinity race got pushed back and kept getting pushed back. And why there was a little bit of confusion because NASCAR fans were like, hey, it's been 30 minutes. Why can't we go? Well, because the city of Chicago and Grant Park have a 60-minute lightning delay. Hmm. So they have a different thing. So you're having to play by their rules. Because, again, this is just a street course. It's not a NASCAR facility. Mm -hmm. So they forced everyone out. Everyone had to leave their belongings. The spotters had to all leave. Like, and then they weren't letting people back in. Ooh. And there were suites, like I said, that people paid a lot of money to be in Mm -hmm. where their stuff was left unattended that people were going in. Yeah. Not good. Uh, Yeah, I don't That's not a good look. I don't want that at all. Then you had two of the three concerts got canceled. Mm-hmm. So, again, if you paid buku bucks to get a ticket, you didn't get to see two out of the three you concerts. Had the full, yeah, full experience with yeah. the concerts and everything. And Chainsmokers the and Brandon Lambert did not play. Mm. And then, so they, they delayed the Xfinity race on Saturday, trying to start it Sunday. Rain kept coming. They cut it short. Mm-hmm. They cut it short a halfway. They cut it short of the end of the second stage. According to NASCAR rules, that should make it an unofficial race. However, there is a little section in the rule book, Travis, that basically says we are NASCAR and we can play by our rules when we need to. Uh-huh. And that's the rule they used. Now, I saw a lot of people saying it was two laps. They were two laps short of halfway. Just run them under caution for two laps to make it official and call it good. Because the reason why is that if most times at a NASCAR track, we would delay it, we'd do it Monday. But because this is a street course, we got to have the streets back open or they would have start to the pay process. the city millions of dollars to keep that up for Monday. 
Yeah. And by millions, I'm meaning tens, if not hundreds of millions right. to do this. Yeah. So that wasn't going to happen. They do everything they could to get that race in Sunday. Both races done by mm-hmm. Sunday because they had to have everything torn down by midnight Monday. That was the contract with the city. Hmm. So that is why the cup race on Sunday started later because of the rain. Yep. Which record amount of rainfall, not much <laughs> you can really do about it. Right. But then they came on the radio and said 25 laps is all we got left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was in the middle of pitting. So you totally ruined some guy's day because they had to pit or others didn't pit, but you you messed it all up. Mm-hmm. Now, also, when you say there's 25 laps left, that should mean no overtime. And the race did end in our overtime. Say we still got overtime. Still got an overtime. I know a lot of people thought it was better than it had any right to be. Some of the NASCAR people do Twitter do Twitter polls, and they had a poll, you know, every week. How good was the race? And I think last I looked, it was like seventy five percent good. I don't think so. Hmm. I am in the bandwagon of I hope this does not come back next year. Hmm. And the reason why there's a couple of them: the wet track made it better. Yeah. This in the dry, it's not going to be as entertaining. You're not going to see the 42 stuff it in the wall three times <laughs> if it's a dry track. Yeah. Literally stuff it in the wall yes. of the tire barrier. Yes. Just gets stuck there and have to be pulled out. Which that's another thing. Towed out. Kyle Busch did that too. He did. He yeah. came back and finished fifth. Mm-hmm. There should be a harsher penalty for guys hitting the wall. If you hit the wall and get stuck and have to get towed out, you shouldn't come back to finish fifth. Yeah. Just saying. That's my <laughs> my opinion. The other thing, Travis, is I just I don't think long term this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. That race, again, the only thing anyone remembers is the winner. And the only thing anyone remembers about him winning was the fact that it was his first start. Everyone is forgetting what he said in the post-race. Did you hear his comments? I don't know what he said. He said that these cars were easy to drive and that me, I could get 10 other supercar drivers from Australia to come here and we'd finish in the top 10. (laughs) Easy to drive. If you're NASCAR... And this guy just won a race without starting before and then says, hey, me and 10 of my friends are going to come here and take the top 10 spots. And your best driver can't even finish barely 11th. Not even going to finish in the top 10 because of how easy this is. Right. You can't go back here. Hmm. Because how many teams would do that? After this success. Now, we know the, the 91 team for Trackhouse. Trackhouse is a good team. They've had success with this car before. Kimi Raikkonen started in it last year at Watkins Glen and was running up front and stuff like that. But if it's that easy, and again, the NASCAR guys have one race a year of street racing, which is not the same as road course racing. Right. And if I'm a team like, for example, the 51, which always runs in the back, or the 77, or one of those low marker teams, why wouldn't I try and get an Australian guy to come here? Yeah, you could potentially win. And potentially win. 
and make the playoffs. Because, again, there's an owner's championship playoff. Mm-hmm. Make the playoffs for my team. Right. This, I just, I don't, I just don't think it wasn't structured well. It You couldn't have called the rain happening. I'm going to push the rain to the side. Right, yeah, because that was a huge bummer and something that you can't uh, account for and just Mother Nature. But again, stuff like that. you saw one out of the three concerts and you saw a race and a half. Not even or a half because it yeah, stopped before race. halfway and the, the NASCAR race gets cut short. The cup race got short. And from what I have been told and what I heard from people, no refunds are being issued. Oh, well, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But still, still, was it the fans' fault? No. No. You decided to pull the race short. Now, on the positive sides, I thought the broadcast was great. I yeah. thought the city looked good. They did a good job of making Chicago look good. The pictures of the the, the skyline during the race was awesome. Seeing the cars drive on Lakeshore was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the final shots when they were coming to the checkered flag, you even saw an L uh, train up above the cars as they were coming. Beautiful shot. It, it was yeah. well shot by the NBC crew. They did a great job with that. Yeah. But I just, I don't know if the city of Chicago is going to want this again. Mm-hmm. Now, from everything I heard, traffic, no problems. The only problem there was traffic was that Saturday night, someone was able to get on the track in a production car and, and drive around for a little bit. They did get arrested. but <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You got to have better security than that. Um, uh. But I, to me, I just... If you're going to do it and you're going to have a street race, let's move it every year. Mm-hmm. Let's move it to a different city. Let's go to different cities that. every year. But here's here's my caveat. Let's not do it July 4th weekend. <laughs> right. July 4th for so many years was in Daytona. That was July 4th weekend. It was in Daytona. It was traditional. And then we moved it to Road America, which was Heartland of America, and the crowd showed up and were enthusiastic about being there for July 4th weekend in Wisconsin, beer and bratwurst, no better way for 4th of July. Mm-hmm. If we're moving it every year, you, there's no tradition there. Yeah, I say you can't really build tradition. you got to do something traditional. That's why I would say... You go to Indy on the 4th of July. You go Indy 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. On the Oval, they already do it for Memorial Day. Let's do 4th of July at Indy. Hmm. Midwest, hometown, prestigious event. You want to do the street course? Fine. Put it where the Indy road course is now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Indy on the Oval, 4th of July weekend is what needs to happen. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. They've tried it before, and it didn't work. But that's because it was the old car, and the old car stunk at Indy. This mm-hmm. new car, I think, we've talked about it, the mile and a half have been the best racing that this car has produced. Mm-hmm. 
Indy, I think, would be a great race on the Oval for Fourth of July. Yeah, and it's it, it to me that just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing it the beginning of August or whenever it is now, and that's the traditional date of it. But you've already moved Daytona off a of Fourth of July weekend. We need something as NASCAR that this is our tradition. And you need something mm-hmm. that's either going to be hometown America or a sunny beach mm-hmm. for 4th of July. Yeah. And you're not going back to Daytona because you're going to be there for the – they want to keep the regular season finale at Daytona, which produces drama. I'm fine with that. But then we got to get something else. you got to get something that feels like America. True. And to me, that's indie. That's, yeah, that's, that, a good idea. that's the place. The only other place I could see is the new California track when it's built. That could possibly be July 4th out in, you know, out in Cali, California, you know, stuff like that. The other thing I think I saw some people saying was Texas, but no one wants to go to Texas. Texas is the worst track on the circuit. It's hot. It's hot. And the racing stinks. Hmm. I'd rather take my chances on not being quite as hot and go to the middle of America because we know Indy can fill it. We've seen that, you know, this year at the Indy 500, we saw those stands were packed. Oh yeah. They know pomp and circumstance, you know, the pomp and all that better than anybody else. Hmm. Right. That's where it needs to be. Yeah. It's not a, I'm gonna start that petition, Travis. Start it up. Let's get it up. Start a not a bad idea, and uh, to finish things off there, I did enjoy the uh, race, and I thought it was better than it had any reason to be. Just like you said, so I thought people you could justify it not being here again if the race was bad, but now it's overwhelmingly positive, and uh, I feel like the rain thing. They'll say the officials that want this here again in Chicago will probably say, well, we didn't really get a fair shot, a really fair shake on the whole experience with the weekend because of the rain. So they're like, let's let's have another shot at this. But my thing is is that the rain only is what produced a good race. Yeah. Right. It produced drama. It produced strategy because you didn't know when the race was going to end. And also... Uh, let's get some street lights there that work, or some lights that work, so we can run in the dark. But again, you so can't, we don't have to call this off. You can't do that with a street circuit. Why? Because the city lights do not provide enough light for a Bring NASCAR some car. In. You can't just. Here's the thing. Bring and, some lights and in. And here's here's the thing now. So, according to people, I think NASCAR spent three hundred million dollars on this street course. Now, next year, if they want to do it, it'll only be half of that because they have all the stuff. They bought it all. They have it all. They're storing it all. It's all there. Mm-hmm. So it'll be cheaper to do next year, and it'll be cheaper to do anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take in that at an expense. If it's coming half the cost, you should have a little bit more money. I think you start the race earlier. Or that, too. You know, or, again, you go to L.A. Well, and if it would have started on time, they would have had no problem with the darkness. Yeah, yeah. So, 
you go to L.A., streets of L.A., Dallas, Austin, Long Beach, mm-hmm. New York, Boston, Denver. These are all places that have been thrown out there. Now yeah. NASCAR wants to keep doing this. NASCAR has long wanted a circuit in New York. Yeah. Like, I'm saying since the 90s, they've wanted to race in New York. Mm-hmm. This is now a way for them to race in New York. There you go. But, again, if it's going to be... Because with that guy winning on Sunday, Travis, that guarantees that one person will make it a minimum into the playoffs on points. Because yeah. there can't be 16 different winners now because one of those wins was taken away. Mm-hmm. We can't have that happen every year. Mm. Right. You just you just can't have that happen every year because what if it's like last year and we would have had 15 different winners and he's one of them. Mm-hmm. And he just took a spot from somebody. Yeah. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see that. For sure. So there you go. There you go. The uh, street race done and uh, dusted for uh, Gribson getting the win over SVG. Yes, SVG is what I'm going to call him because I don't know how to say his <laughs> name. Uh, now, before we 100% move on, Travis, from, mm-hmm. from racing, there was an interesting thing that came out. Yeah. So first of all, SVG um, will um, he has talked about how he doesn't know what his future is, mm. and he doesn't know if he's going to race Australian street cars anymore. If he's auditioning for a ride, he did a great job yesterday. Mm-hmm. But there's no way he can come onto an oval or Daytona and do this. This Probably successful. Not. Yeah, not this successfully. No. But he would be allowed to move to NASCAR in 2024. So his contract's up in Australia. He could join NASCAR next year. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Another thing, um, the Chicago Street Course, Travis, yep. even with everything, was the most watched NASCAR race in six years for NBC. Mm, there you go. That nice. tells you people were into it. People wanted to watch this. Yeah. That's a positive sign if you're NASCAR. Nice. And the other thing that I found interesting is coming up in a, a couple of weeks, um, the um, truck series is going to be in mid-Ohio. But that's not the interesting thing, Travis. Um, Marco Andretti is going to be in that truck race. Famous Andretti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 2022 SRX Series champion, don't forget, mm. is going to be in the truck race. Makes his NASCAR debut mm. in that truck race. Just came out this week. Also, speaking of SRX, Travis, don't forget that July 13th is the first SRX race on ESPN Thursday night. Oh, boy. So get ready for that. SRX racing. XRS is back. There we go. Remember, this is ESPN dipping their toes in. Yeah, I totally forgot that they were on yep. ESPN. And, and don't forget, you're going to have Marco Andretti. <laughs> Greg Biffle's going to be doing races. Clint Boyer. Kyle Busch is doing some. Denny Hamlin. Haley Deegan. Elio Castroneves. Kevin Harvick. Tony Kanaan. Casey Kane. 
Joseph Newgarden, Brad Keselowski, Matt Kenseth, Tony Stewart, Ryan Newman, Daniel Suarez. So they got a nice group of drivers this year in the SRX. Um, Some former Cup guys, some current Cup guys. A lot of the current guys are able to be part of this because of the fact that it's on Thursday. Hmm. Chase Elliott, I think, is going to do some races. Ryan Blaney usually does a couple races. So, um this is this is getting interesting, and a lot of people say that this is them dipping their toes, and um, to see if they want to get a a shot at at you know NASCAR coming back to ESPN. Hmm. Yeah, they've been out of the uh, NASCAR game for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Potentially get back into it. I mean that's that's the hope. Now, one last thing before we move on from um, from auto racing, Travis. Did you see the IndyCar wreck for Simon Pagano this weekend? No. Oh my goodness, Travis! This is one of the scariest accidents I've ever seen. And he is okay. He is safe. Um, he is all fine. But this is one of the scariest things I have seen. So the camera just cuts. This is during practice. And you see just a guy upside down. And yep. and it's like, well, what happened? And then we finally see the video. And I'm actually going to turn on the audio here. So this was from NBC. And the emergency crew is getting over there. But the sound that this thing makes. Hmm. And... He was able to climb out. He was okay, like we said, under his own power. But watch this, Travis. This is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Ooh. Six and three quarters times he flipped over. Wow. And you heard the announcers there when they first saw it. That was the first time they saw this video of just, wah, because of the scariness. He lost his brakes. Going into a turn, going 180 some miles an hour. Oh man! And he's flying, he's flying there. through the air, mm. and just rolling one of, in the sand. Yes, one of the scariest things when that car comes off the track, already in the air, flying backwards. Mm-hmm. So scary. So wow. Um, he is okay. It's say, not not the f- that he was. Yeah, walked away. Not unscathed. the first bad accident for Simon Pagano. Um, but yeah, that was uh. That was a scary one. Wow. That so, was... And the fact he was able to walk away and you think of, you know, Kurt Busch, whose career ended because he backed into a wall. Mm-hmm. I need to fix these cars. <laughs> but Fix the cars. Fix the cars. Anyways, so now we can move on from uh, from the, the world of motorsports. What were we going to do? Pick them here? Oh, yeah. Pick them. I was trying to avoid it because Travis won again. <laughs> Travis gets his third straight win. One Travis, again. your your last three races, sixth, fourth, and sixth. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a pretty good run. Pretty, pretty nice. You are now there. just two points behind me. Ooh. The comeback is on. <laughs> Climb it up there. So we head to Atlanta this weekend. Travis, you get to pick first. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. Kind of the mini Daytona, mini Talladega. Don't know quite what to expect still. It's going to be drafting and packs and stuff like that. 
Hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, give this a go here. And I'll hopefully uh, continue this. And I am going to uh, pick for Atlanta. I'm going to pick Ross Chastain. Mm, that's a good pick. Um, he's run up front there before. I think he crashed out in the previous two races there. But he's he, Ross is one of those guys either checkers or wreckers. He's, <laughs> he's, especially now that he has a win, he knows he's in the playoffs. He can go for it. But we've seen a lot of less aggression out of Ross recently, so maybe that uh, helps him out. I'm going to go with Justin Haley, Travis. Um, so close to winning on that street course. Just just couldn't hold off, off SVG. His one career win that he has was at Daytona. Yes, it was rain-shortened, but he was in the driver's seat when he needed to be. So usually kind of up towards the front at these sort of races. So I am going to go with Justin Haley. Justin Haley. Yes. All right. Justin Haley versus Ross. Yep. At Atlanta. At Atlanta. So there is that. And it is a night race. Yes, they moved it tonight as opposed to being during the day, which I'm a fan of. Six o'clock. Yes. Yes. On Sunday. I'm a fan of that. I mean, I'm not a fan of a six o'clock start time on a Sunday. On a Sunday. I wish it was Saturday instead. Right. But yeah. Nah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you have anything else? Because I got just a couple odds and end news and notes kind of thing. Uh nah. The only thing I le- have left is Joey Chestnut. Okay. Yeah. We can we can talk about Joey Chestnut. Uh Joey Chestnut uh, eating sixty two hot dogs. Yep. Fourth of July. So. He wins again. A lot less. Sixteenth time. A lot less than what he has in the past. Yes, but I am going to chalk that up again to weather. It was uh, delayed and uh, potentially not even going to happen. But everyone's claiming that Joey Chestnut was one of the uh, big reasons why they ended up doing it anyways. So they went on an hour Almost two hours. Yeah, when it was supposed to happen, um, and you know, Joey, you know, he said it in a post-eating interview of he tries to time everything out, including you know having his stomach empty, mm-hmm. but also being amped up as well. So, sixty-two hot dogs probably isn't it wasn't his best, but I think the the delay really. Was because of that. He was leaving room for beer. That's what he said. What he said. Mm-hmm. It's a liquid diet last night. For I mean, Joey I Chestnut. think he would have been fine. Like, if I mean, he would have, he had enough time. He could have looked around and see if anyone was close to him and turned on the jets. <laughs> like, right. I, I don't even know what the second place finisher was, but uh not as many as they were expecting for mr chestnut 62 hot dogs in uh, 10 minutes but i mean still 62 hot dogs can't imagine yep but uh less than the over under yep on this but still the overwhelming favorite joey chestnut the reigning defending champion 16th nathan's hot dogging contest for mr chestnut and he still says 77 is possible. 
Just mm. not yesterday. Just not yesterday. Just not yesterday. So, 62 hot dogs for the hot dog king. Mm. So, Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. All right. What's your uh, random news and Okay. A couple, couple things for you, and then we'll get to sports history, and we'll get out of here. Uh, Mike Trout, as you mentioned, out. Uh, he's going to be out four to eight weeks with a hand fracture. Uh, the Dodgers have lost Dustin May for the season. He is done. Um, he's going to go under undergo surgery to repair the flexin tendon in his right elbow, so he is done. The Padres are parting ways with Nelson Cruz. So Nelson Cruz, now a, a free agent. Um, the NBA is trying to crack down on uh, flopping. They're going to have a flopping foul during summer ball, so be on the lookout for that, Travis. I like that. Yep, big fan of that is Travis. Um, we had El, El Trafico. The LA Galaxy defeating LAFC uh, broke a record, Travis. Record-breaking crowd at the Rose Bowl. The 20th edition of the rivalry drew a crowd of over 82,000, shattering the MLS's single-game attendance record of a little over 74,000 set by Charlotte FC last year. Travis, soccer's coming. They're coming. It's coming. It's gonna. It, it, it's coming. Um, I. I the, there was a uh, thing going around and uh, a poll, and the FedEx Forum in Memphis was voted the best NBA arena out of mm. all of them. Um, mm. Rounding out the top five behind them was Madison Square Garden, the Crypto.com Arena, the uh, Kazaw Center in Miami, and the United Center in Chicago. Ooh. Also, Travis, if you have some money laying around, a ticket stub from the night that LeBron James made the NBA scoring history could fetch thousands of dollars at an auction. The $92 second row ticket to the game is going up for bid online. So, highest bidder, $2,000 for the stub. Nice. And finally, I just found this hilarious. So, the Peachtree Road Race, it's a running race in Georgia, but there was some drama yesterday. As an Ethiopian woman who won last year's 10K in Atlanta accidentally veered off in the wrong direction during the final sprint of the race. I saw that. That move dropped her from first to third in the women's elite division. What a horrible mistake to make. I know. How do you veer off the wrong way? I think from the video clip that I saw that she was just following a uh, police officer who was on a motor cycle guiding the runners and it veered off so she veered off with it mm. i guess just following it thinking that it was still going on the course oh, but it boy. wasn't can't from what that. i saw can't do that but what a what, what a, a horrible horrible mistake, mistake. yes if that's the case i'm sure that police officer feels even worse yeah about that all right let's do sports history for this week uh july 4th we had 1939 lou gehrig appreciation day where he Today, he considered himself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. That happened uh, July 4th. Yep. Um, let's see. Also, July 4th, 2016, Kevin Durant announced he was going to Golden State. That was a big deal. It was. Um, 2015, July 5th, Carly Lloyd scored a hat trick as the U.S. Women's National Team win the FIFA Women's World Cup final over Japan. Back in 2015. Can they do it again this year? We'll find out. Yes. July 6th, um, Nadal defeated Federer, um, became the first man to win six consecutive Wimbledon titles back in 2008. July 7th, 2001, Dale Jr. collected an emotional win in the Pepsi 400 at Daytona. It was the series' first race there since his dad died in the Daytona 500. I remember that. Very emotional. Uh, July 8th, 
2010, the decision, Travis. Oh, man. The decision happened. July 8th, 2010. And then the next year, July 8th, 2011, Mike Trout made his MLB debut against the Mariners going 0 for 3. Mm -hmm. Nice. After hitting just 220 across 40 games in 2011, he went on to win the 2012 Rookie of the Year. So, And July 9th, Travis, 2002, we had an all-star game tie. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I figured you'd like that. And in that. 2011, Derek Jeter recorded his 3,000th career hit. It was a home run off of Rays pitcher David Price. He became mm-hmm. the second player to reach 3,000 hits on a home run, following Wade Boggs in 1999. Alex Rodriguez would later also do so for the Yankees in 2015. Yep, a prolific home run hitter, Derek Cheater, <laughs> hitting his 3,000th hit on a homer. Yes. yes. Definitely remember that, too. No. Off David Price. Nice. Yes. All right. All righty. That, that does it for this. Now That does it for part one. I hope our bellies are empty. <laughs> yes. Uh, just like Joey Chestnut taking down 62 hot dogs. We're not eating 62 of anything. We're not eating 62 hot dogs. The, I was going to say the only thing of, close. The only thing of 62 I may be able to eat is 62 pieces of popcorn or M&Ms. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, wings can you take down? <sighs> Depends on the day. Depends on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But nowhere close to 62. Oh, no. Or the world record. Maybe right. 20. Yeah, I always wanted to do a hot dog eating contest just to see how many I could take down, just to see how much I appreciate what Joey does. Now, would you have the water rule or the no water rule? Would you be allowed to dip your bun and hot dog in the water to make it slide down easier? Because I, I think guess. that's cheating. Well, Nathan's does it, so if it's good enough for the most famous no. hot dog eating contest, mm-hmm. it's okay mm-hmm. for me. Nope. Then you'll be doing that eating contest by yourself. <laughs> All right, next right. next Fourth of July. Next Fourth of July, we'll Facebook Live it, Travis. You eating hot dogs? We'll time it up with Nathan's. We'll see if you can compete. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I have to start training. <laughs> start now. I have to start now to uh, compete against the best. That's right. But yeah, so we're uh, not eating hot dogs, but we are eating something delicious. Yes. Some things more than others. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So we're going to turn things over to our uh, little eating segment. Yes. Our little eating bracket. Yes, and as we will men- as will be mentioned, this is not the last time we will do something like this. If you're a long-time listener, you remember the great munch madness of 2020 when we ate bowls of cereals until we had no more cereal left to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. This isn't quite cereal, but we're not still eating. Cereal. Not quite cereal, but we're still eating. We are still eating the leftovers. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we'll turn things over to uh, that, so uh, stay tuned, uh, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. So enjoy. Hey, we're back. What's up, guys? We're uh, we're here, and we got a lot of stuff in front of us here. We do. I see a lot of... <laughs> A lot of food. A lot of meat product. Yes. Smells good. It does. My, I'll be honest, my mixtures. car smells good. So <laughs> I'm that's sure. a good thing. I'm sure. Just got just got back from picking up all the stuff. Yes. We got some uh, burgers here to try. We are going to be eating, and of course, since we're sports fans, we have to have a bracket. So we are bracketing our burgers. So basically, the theory behind this is if you're traveling through Effingham, 
what is the best fast food place to stop at if mm-hmm. you were hungry traveling through Effingham? So yep. uh, we have two kind of quote-unquote local representatives in this bracket. They are on opposite sides of the bracket, so they will not face each other until the finals. I thought that was only fair. Mm, yeah. Other than that, we just have all the national chains. So yeah. uh, we'll go through the bracket here. Big Mac some, is your one some seed. People did, some places weren't even open today. No, of course they weren't, but that's okay. <laughs> Big Mac is your one seed. Whopper's the two. Baconator's the three. Hardy's Famous Star is the four. Uh, Homewood Grill is with their cheeseburger ah, is five. Uh, Casey's is six with their quarter pound cheeseburger. But you didn't know they had that. <laughs> Uh, Culver's Butter Burger is the seven seed. Dairy Queen's uh, signature double uh, cheese is uh, the eight. The nine is the classic double steak burger from Steak and Shake. And finally is the Arby's Wagyu Burger in 10. Ooh, uh, it's the 10th seed. So we have two play-in games, and we'll get into it. So Wagyu supposed to be fancy? It is, yes. So mm. it, it costs the most, too, out of all of these. So I hope it, it's fancy. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it seems like a low seed for that. but Well, they're not known for the burger. That's how we did it. We did it by yeah. what they're more known for sure. and, and iconic burgers. And since it's a limited time thing, they don't usually do burgers at Arby's. Yeah. It has to be it has to be last. So Yeah. Okay. All righty. I got you. You just want to get into right, this? We'll let's start get with into our play-in. <laughs> All right, we'll start with, Let's with get our into first, the play first in, matchup. Play-in matchup, which will be the Dairy Queen Double Cheese taking on the Double Steak Burger from Steak and Shake. DQ versus Steak and Shake. All right, we got both oh have boxes here. Yes. They wrap them up in boxes instead of Now, the Dairy Queen paper. one I'm looking at is kind of a mess. Oh, my, it is. It's got some, like, half, uh, but I, I can't. Looks like we got some uh, the uh, uh, loaded lettuce, yes. pickles, tomatoes. We and just got as is. As is, yes. No All special these are orders. As is, no special orders. So if you don't like something, take it off. Oh, I know yeah, I will be definitely later. Definitely what I'm going to be taking um, off. Looks like we yeah. got two different cheeses going on. Yes, here. there's two different kinds of cheeses. I believe there's a white cheddar and is, then a yeah. yellow cheddar. Hmm. So uh, two different cheeses and, and the onions. So. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, and... I'm usually a, a traditional take off the onions, take off lettuce and tomato. There you go. I mean, just a plain old meat burger for me. And I think that there's ketchup Holy and cow. mayo on this. Yeah, you're right. This is a mess. Good thing we got napkins here. Yes. <laughs> got lots of napkins. So, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the first bite here. My first bite. My goodness, I don't even know where to start with this. This beast. This beast of a burger. That's right. It is a big burger. Big and messy. Mm-hmm. It's, I'll be honest, it's it's not great. Dairy Queen, more known for their chicken, their ice cream, obviously. Burgers kind of aren't at the top of their, you know, what they're known for, so to speak. So, uh, I got to be honest, not impressed. Yeah, you know, usually whenever I go to... Um Dairy Queen, it's it's uh, usually uh, chicken strips. Yep. For me, um, yeah, you know, I I just don't like that it's messy. It's so messy, and and you know, obviously, like we said, we we order these as is, as opposed to ordering them special. Um, obviously, you wouldn't have ordered it with the lettuce or the tomato or anything like that on it. Yeah. But if you were just pulling up and getting it, that that's you know what you would have gotten, and and it's a mess. 
Yeah, it's an yeah. absolute mess. It takes you four minutes to get it all prepared before you yeah, can finally very, eat it. Very messy with the sauce on there as well. Yeah, heavy with the sauce. Heavy sauce. Heavy sure. sauce. So it's taken <laughs> on the 9C, which is the double steak burger from Steak and Shake. Um, and like you said, both in boxes. But this one, Travis, very clean, very plain. Not Nothing on it at all. Yeah, very plain Jane. Yep, just uh, burger and cheese, which is what you wanted. <laughs> no mess here. Mm, that's, oh, that's good. a lot better. Mm-hmm. The thinner patties. Yeah. That is a lot better. Um, you know. As I've gotten older. Sting shake now for their. When I was steak. younger, I used to like just the, the big, thick patties. But as I've gotten older, thinner patties is where it's at, man. That's where to go. I like the thin patties. Yeah. Yeah. So, Travis, I think we're in agreement here, but I just want to double check. Um, are, are we moving on Steak and Shake? Yeah, I think Steak and Shake. I, I believe so. Steak and Shake, move we'll, on. we'll move on here. In a landslide. Um, there's not really much of a contest in that one. <laughs> nice. All right. Now let's go. Do you want to do the seven seed, which is Culver's, or do you want to try that Wagyu? <laughs> no, let's keep saving the Wagyu. Okay. So All let's right. go Culver's first. We'll do Culver's. Then. So it's Culver's versus Arby's. Hard, Arby's. And this is the Culver's Butter Burger Deluxe. So, again, this has... I was going to say, I feel like this was Onion, pickle, lettuce. It's not as messy, Travis. And the reason why is because they put their toppings on the bottom. They're bottomings. They're not toppings. Yeah, very interesting choice to go from the bottom here. I also like the bun. The bun is soft. It's a soft bun. Um, Very nice, I feel. Uh, It does have a huge chunk of red onion. So if you are... Big red. Yeah. Big onion here. If you're not a big fan of the uh, This is going to... Think in this office. Yeah, we're gonna have to take this all the way out to the dumpster. I'll do that afterwards. <laughs> I am gonna cut this one in half hmm. for myself here, so I have, if I need it, or you know, maybe if there's another person who would, who'd like to have some later on. I think there was anything gonna be left of this. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm going in. All right, Travis is going in for a bite. I will as well. Still, um. Still a little messy, but mm-hmm. not as much as DQ. Again, another um, thin patty. The butter burger, you know, it's famous. Yeah. But um, got to say, I'm not as big of a fan of this one as I was the Steak and Shake. Mm-hmm. I'd say they're comparable, but I, I wasn't as big of a fan of this one. Yeah, I think that the way that they uh, prepare the patties, they're kind of similar. Right. The way Steak and Shake and Culver do their business. But I just, I, there was something on that first bite I took that I was not a huge fan of. Yeah. But we'll have to see how it compares against the Wagyu. I still enjoyed it. I'm really excited for this one. I am too. Now, again, it has lettuce, tomato on it. I've never had it. I have never either. Red onion. Crafted from Arby's. Now, it's not a very pretty looking burger, Travis, when you just look at it. I mean, that's kind of sad looking here, but... (laughs) It's got a different style of bun. It does. Seems like it's it. more of an artisan bun or some sort. Mm-hmm. Well, I said it was fancy, and the bun looks fancy. Mm-hmm. You got two small tomatoes on here. Which would you rather have two small or one big, Travis? Uh, one big. Yeah. You just want to get rid of one yeah, at once. Yeah, just one. Get rid of one. Mm-hmm. Uh, once. All right. Let's try this. It's got some different kind of sauce on it, too, it seems like. Maybe some horseradish sauce or something. Mm. I think I got some onion on there. Mm. That sauce is good. 
It's still pretty good. I don't know what it is, but it's good. Is it better than a butter burger? I'm going to have to take a second bite. It's going in for this. Bite number two. Going in for bite number two. Of the butter burger. Hmm. Yeah, I think the early... I think what it is is just so different. Mm-hmm. This Wagyu burger. I kind of like it, though. Do you like it more than the butter burger? I don't know. That's the question. There's some nice pickle action. This one's tough. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I almost want to go uh, an upset here with... Uh, the Wagyu, but I enjoy it, but I think I'm going to go Culver's here. Yeah, after having a second bite of both, the second bite of Culver's, I liked a lot more. The cheese was a lot meltier. It it just... Yeah, I think what separates this, the Wagyu, is the uh, is the sauce and yeah. the actually patty itself, whereas, you know, that's just the Culver's is a good cheeseburger. Now, I will say this. I think the Wagyu, if it goes up against any... If it was to go up against any other burger... It would be advancing right now. Mm-hmm. It'd be moving on. Cause it's, it's a really good burger. It is good. But I, I got to agree with you. I got to move on Culver's. So let's let's move on Culver's, Travis. Culver's, Culver's will advance. On. All right, butter burger. And that's coming from someone who was in a butter, butter burger eating contest and has never <laughs> had another that's... one until today. <laughs> yeah, so. I thought that scarred you for life. Yes, it did. <laughs> All right, let's. Maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. Maybe not as much as I thought. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to return. To the uh, butter burgers, maybe. All right, now we're moving on to our four seed Travis, which is the Hardy's famous star with cheese. Yeah, we see these on the side of the menu, but I don't necessarily go. See, I don't go for this either. If I go to Hardy's, I'm going for the Frisco. Frisco, yeah. I mean, I go to the Frisco for steak and shake too. Yep, I agree with you on that but, one. Man, this uh, talk about sad looking. Yeah, it's not very happy sad looking, looking. buns. This bun is not very happy. <laughs> this burger does not seem very happy either. Uh, Ooh, wow. It's a big piece of lettuce. Yeah, lettuce, onion, tomato, pickle. Mm. Actually, no pickle. No pickle. No pickle. Okay. Hmm. I was going to say, I don't think Hardy's has pickles on any one of their burgers. Now, I'm not going to hold it against them, but the bun is kind of soggy. I'm not going to hold that against them because it did take me a while to get these burgers. So, <laughs> I, I won't hold it against it, but... I'm usually go a uh, thick burger guy when I go to Hardee's. But here we go. Ooh, lettuce and all. There is a pickle. There is. Hmm. How about that? I found it. I got all lettuce. Nothing yeah, but a lot lettuce, of lettuce basically. in there. A lot of lettuce I kept, on there. I kept the lettuce on here. There's a lot of it on there. This uh, famous star patty is pretty thin compared to the thick burgers. Right. Right. But this is their most popular burger, Travis. So... I mean, that's what we did. We went with the most popular one. Um, again, not a not a huge fan of that. Mm. Is it is it wrong to say it's plain? Like even with everything on it, it just tastes plain. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to who it's facing, Travis. That's Homewood Grill. Ooh, Homewood. Homewood Grill from right here in Effingham. A local representative. Now man. this is this is a plain burger um, because. Mm-hmm. The, the person who I ordered it from asked if I wanted anything on it, and I said, well, give it to me how, however, you know, you guys normally serve it. And they said, well, we serve it plain. So that's what we got. So obviously, this is a, a plain cheeseburger Different with buns American with. cheese. I do like the buns. They're a nice yeah. soft bun. You don't see these at normal restaurants or Mm-mm. fast food places. Mm-mm. That's good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would eat that mm-hmm. all day. That's just a classic burger. 
it tastes like it's grilled almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it just tastes like you just got it off your backyard. Like, you were just, you know, making burgers for your friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, obviously, would it be better with stuff on it? Yes. Yeah, a but, ketchup, a little mustard, but... It's fine without it. <laughs> yeah. It's fine yeah, without it. Yeah, definitely no problems without it. And I think that is an easy decision to uh, yeah. move on. Yeah. Homewood Grill. I will move on Homewood Grill as well. Oh, uh, man. Hardy's. So Homewood Grill is moving on, Travis. They are the first into the final four. Nice. All right, now we move on to our three seed, the Baconator. Ooh, Baconator. Baconator. (laughs) Mm. Not Son of Baconator, the Baconator. Yeah, Son of Baconator is good. It's just not quite the same. It's usually a go-to for me because, you know, there's just bacon on it. Yeah. Bacon mayonnaise. This is all over the NASCAR broadcast, by the way. It was, I'm sure yes. You, I'm sure you noticed. I did, especially when that car kept hitting the wall. <laughs> it's all, it's it did. <laughs> so, like you said, mayo, ketchup, bacon, cheese. Mm. Can't really go wrong with it. Yeah, and the Wendy's square patty. Mm-hmm. They always say, where's the beef? We got it right here. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, this is going to be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Um I mean, it's just classic. I mean, that you know, when you think of Wendy's, I know they have, like, the Dave's single and whatnot. But when I think of Wendy's, I think of the Baconator. I mean, that's right, what yeah. comes to mind first and foremost. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would almost agree. So, it will be taking on Travis Casey's. Ooh. The, Casey's going to have The Casey's Quarter Pound Cheeseburger. Pull off an upset here. And it comes in a plastic container. Plastic container with the nutrition facts. Yes. And nothing on it, because that's how you get it. When you get it at Casey's, you can get your ketchup packets and whatnot. Hmm. I'll be honest, Travis. I'm not holding out much hope here for Casey's, but I'm going in fair. The cheese looks yummy. Questionable. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. A gas station hamburger. I will say this. The bun is very soft. (laughs) Bun has a nice mouthfeel to it. Hmm. Nope. Not digging that. Yeah. The cheese doesn't look very appetizing. Nope. The meat has something funky about it. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't taste great. I don't know if it's lack of seasoning or too much seasoning, but there's just... Nah, I think it is is lack of... Yeah. There's just not not a lot lot going on on there. there. All right, this is easy. We're moving on Wendy's and the Baconator. (laughs) I feel like it was doomed from the start. I mean, it was. It was, so... All right, Travis. Now we move on to Steak and Shake. They advanced mm-hmm. after getting their first round matchup against the DQ Double Cheeseburger, and they'll be taking on the one seed, the Big Mac. The Big Mac. The Big Mac. Both in a box again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have another bite of this uh, Steak and Shake burger to remember what it's like. Now, of course, the Big Mac. Staple at McDonald's, but... Staple of America. I should say that with the Big Mac sauce, all the lettuce and... Big Mac sauce. I mean, sauce what other burger has a song about it, Travis? You go bun, patty, bun again, patty again, and then bun again. Very unique. Mm-hmm. Oh, and pickles. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness we have all these napkins here. I know. Mess factor is a little bit higher with the Big Mac than the Steak and Shake burger. Mm, yeah. Most definitely. Hmm. wonder if I should go for a second by a Steak and Shake. <clears throat> Let's go for it. See, so yeah, I did. I did steak and shake first. 
I remember what steak and shake tastes like. I just had it. It's been a while since I had a Big Mac. There's just something so great about a Big Mac. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking, or are you leaning the other way? No, I'm leaning steak and shake. I'm not not a huge Big Mac guy. Really? No. Are we going to have to get our ringer in here to help us? We might have to get a a tiebreaker in here. Okay. Hey, tiebreaker! I'm just not... uh, I don't like how this Big Mac is constructed. It throws it off and... So here's our here's our tiebreaker. Derek, our news director, is coming in for our tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker is between... From the football draft. Yes, from our football draft. So we have the Steak and Shake original double. That's what he's eating right now. And the Big Mac. Not bad, he says. The classic. No, I couldn't cut that. Big yeah. Mac. There you go. We have napkins. A little so. messy. A little messy. If nothing else with the sauce alone, I Okay. He's the tiebreaker. All right. All right. So I guess we're moving Big Mac on. I'm, I'm outvoted. You are outvoted. I, I understand your appreciation, Travis, of the Steak and Shake burger. It's a good burger. Yeah, the, if it wasn't for the sauce, the Steak and Shake burger might have won that fact. Mm. The extra sauce on the Big Mac burger, I feel like that's should be at the top. Okay. So Take it over the top. We will move the Big Mac on. Thank you very much, Derek. You're welcome. We'll see if we need your services again. Stand by. Yep. All right, Travis, now we go back to the Culver's Butter Burger, as it took out the Arby's Wagyu Burger, and it'll be taking on the Whopper. Yeah, the Whopper. One thing that we haven't uh, unwrapped yet. This is the original Whopper, no cheese. Whopper, no cheese. Does that give you you (laughs) demerits? Does that give you negative points, the fact that you have to order special just for cheese? Mm, No. No? So this isn't the Impossible Whopper? No, this is not an Impossible Whopper. This is just the normal, everyday Whopper. Again, lettuce, tomato, pickle, mayo, ketchup. Mm. They packed on the pickles and onions here. Mm. The only problem with opening up these burgers and taking off the toppings, you just you look at it and you're like, Ugh, that kind of looks sad. Uh-huh. Now, mm. see, here's my thing. I like pickles a lot. I do not like Burger King pickles. I don't know what it is about them. I'm just not a fan of them. Big sauce right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lots of mayo on that one. We might go through these napkins right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought we'd have some left no. over. I'm, I'm going to try the, the Culver Butter Burger again. See what I think of it. Whopper. Mm. I was a little bit disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. Now, see, the Whopper's the Whopper my today. go-to. Anytime I'm upset, I go and get a Whopper. It just makes me feel better. <clears throat> Go for the Whopper, huh? It's a comfort thing. I mean, I usually don't stay too far away from Bacon King. I was going to say, what are, you, what are you voting for? Because I, I feel this is a tough one again. It is a tough one. I was really having some high hopes for the Whopper because I like their flame-grilled stuff. Yeah, I didn't taste a lot of the flame-grill in that one. No. Mm. I mean, I... I'm going to lean towards Culver's here. As much as I want to vote Burger King on, because I love Burger King, my wife hates Burger King, so it's the only place I can go to by myself, <laughs> i I got to move on Butterburger. I, I think it's a better burger. All right, that sets us up for our final four, Travis. Final four. First matchup, the one seed, the Big Mac, takes on Homewood Grill. Ooh. Can the underdog do it? Okay. <laughs> Can the local 
Homewood Grill staple. Mm-hmm. Take down a staple of America. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely have to set that Wagyu burger aside. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder if I should give Big Mac another chance. Ronald McDonald. Yep, I gave it another shot. I'm still not a fan. Still not a fan? What about Homewood Grill? You giving it another shot? Oh, yeah. I already took another bite. That's good. I like it. I'm voting Homewood on this. Wow. I... I can't believe it. I agree with you. I'm I'm voting Homewood. <laughs> it does it. <laughs> Homewood upsets McDonald's. I mean, it's just it's just a good classic burger. All right, so now we move on, Travis, to our other semifinal, our other in the final four, as it'll be the Culver's Butter Burger from the play-in to the final four. We know how well that works out in the NCAA tournament. But it'll be taking on Wendy's Baconator. Mm. That's a tough matchup. I'm going up against a heavyweight matchup here for yep. sure. Yep. So I'm going to try the butter burger one more time. I'm almost eating it, so might as well just take another <laughs> bite. <laughs> almost got it down. Mm-hmm. At least that that half, at least. Mm-hmm. I think I just took a bite of the Baconator just because. Mm-hmm. I wanted to reaffirm my gut. <laughs> and I did. My gut was right. Travis has got me Wendy's. Yeah, I like the Baconator a lot more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so here we are. Our finals matchup, Travis. The Baconator. Wendy's, the Baconator, against Homewood Grill and their single cheeseburger. (laughs) There is a a little size discrepancy here with the double. A little bit, but I will say this. Homewood Grill costs less than the Baconator. Well, yeah, that's true. Now, is the fact that you, like, if you were to go to the drive-thru, which is what I did in all these places, and you have to tell them what you want on your burger, does that take away? No. No? I don't think See, so. it does for me a little bit. I don't want to have to explain what I want on my burger. It's kind of like I don't like going through the drive-thru at Subway, because I'm going to put mayo and lettuce and tomato and pickle and cucumber and all this other stuff on it. I've never went to the drive-thru at Subway. See? I have. And you feel embarrassed. Hmm. You feel like an idiot because you're just sitting there yelling out topics. I mean, it's what you want, though. Yes, and but make I don't the sandwich, want... sandwich the way you want it. That way you're not wasting stuff like me. That's true. Wasting That's true. tomato and onions and whatnot. And some people don't like that onion flavor or whatever. I yeah. don't mind it. That's kind of why I pick my onions off because I kind of like right. that flavor right. to be there a little bit. I just don't like to taste them full full on in the actual burger. So I don't I don't think that it turns you away from all. I think it's just, hey, they're asking you how you want it. So Travis, mm. what is your final vote? Who is the champion of fast food burgers in Effingham? <laughs> oh man. You know <clears throat> this is really tough. It is. Uh, Neither one of these is a bad choice, I'll say that. No. The Homewood the Homewood price thing I think affects it mm-hmm. a lot because it's more affordable. And if you had ketchup, mustard, pickles on that, it would be bomb. I would eat that all day. But we're not judging that. I know. We're judging it as is. <laughs> as is. <sighs> so, I mean, it's it's hard to knock off a sandwich that has bacon on it. It is. So I would have to lead towards 
the Baconator. Tiebreaker. We're going to need the tiebreaker here, Travis, because I think it's Homewood. For the finals. I, I love the bun on Homewood, and the burger, I think, is, is just great. So it's good, yeah. Here's our tiebreaker. Coming back in. Here's Perfectly. Homewood Grill. Perfectly. Yes, plain. Perfectly, perfectly grilled, too. Yeah. Mine was. Homewood Grill's burgers are very underrated. They are very underrated. You usually just go there for the ice cream. But oh, the yeah. Burgers are very good. It's taking on the Baconator. <laughs> See, that's bacon. what Travis said. That's why he voted for the Baconator. <laughs> I gotta say, if it was plain, I would go with Homewood Grill, but I gotta go with the Baconator. All right, I'm fine either way. I, 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 I can't argue with that. You can keep that half. That's yours. So, all right, that, <laughs> that's yours to keep. I guess that does it. The Baconator, <laughs> Travis, is what we have decided is the best fast food burger in Effingham. Baconator is the king. That's right. Can't beat bacon. Can't beat it. So there you go. Homewood tried, though. They tried. All and the a valiant effort. A valiant effort. I mean, they yeah. took out the Big Mac. I know. I thought I'm going okay into this, that. no joke, I thought Big Mac Whopper was going to be the final two. Yeah. Like I said, that, that Whopper, I was expecting to get a lot of the flame grilled taste, right. but that just wasn't. So yeah. they just got a bad. Just a bad day. It's a bad Whopper. Bad day. Yeah. So. So. Alrighty. I guess that does it. This will not be the last one we'll be doing of these. Don't worry. We're gonna have more burgers. No, no more burgers. Ah. Now, at some point, Travis, since we have established that, you know, we just did the city of Effingham today. Since we have established that the Baconator is the best burger in the the city of Effingham for fast food, I want to put it up against. What a lot of people say is the best burger in the state of Illinois, and that is Moonshine. Oh. So we're heading. We're, we 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 may be making a trip to Moonshine at some point oh. over the summer. Yes, please. So. I haven't been in ages. I've been once in my whole life. Wow. Yep. Hmm. Yep. I've been a couple times. It's been a long time. So we we may be making a trip to see who's the the best burger in the area is. Yeah. And if you have a burger you want to send to us that hey we didn't look at this. You can do that. Just uh, email us at uh, thestarringlineup989 at gmail.com. Yep, there you go. Send us an email. Send us a drop. Say what you would like us to uh, to look at next. we got a couple ideas in the, the chamber, so to speak, of some other things to look at. But, you know, it's over the summer. Thought, you know, you're grilling out or you're, you're heading to a ball game or, you know, travel kids. You know, mm-hmm. kids doing travel ball, whatnot. Yeah. Got a lot of time where you're, you know, or it, your house is too hot. Don't feel like cooking. It's too hot outside. Yeah. We'll just go pick up something. Right. These are just your options in up. Effingham. Yeah. Baconator, if you want a burger, mm-hmm. according to us, is the best, but Homewood Grill, close second. Yeah, close. Very close second, so. Before we get out of here, Travis, which one was your worst? Ooh, the worst one. I think it's got to be Dairy Queen, right? Yeah, I would. Oh, no. Casey's. Nope. Yeah, Casey's. Casey's was really bad. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you that one. Derek DQ is a close set. Yeah. Uh, second worst. Yep. Alrighty. I think that does it. All right. I'm not going to want to eat a burger for like another four weeks. <laughs> and then now what do we do with this? With uh, We had all those leftover cereal boxes for the longest time. Well, well. People finally ate those. We'll put them in the fridge. <laughs> we'll put them in the fridge. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with all this food, but 
<laughs> until next time, until our next food adventures, we'll catch you next time.